Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. What up, fam? It is March 31st, and I didn't properly celebrate our 150th episode last week. I can't, it doesn't feel like it's 150, you know what I mean? Like, whoa, that's, that's, that's wild, man. We're approaching our third year here on Nixner News, which, again, is not something you could have said to me. If you told me three years ago I'd still be doing a podcast three years later, I would, I would have laughed at you. I really would have. I really fucking would have laughed at you. And, and, wow, 150 episodes and I just casually ignored it like, like, like nothing was going on. But hey, welcome to the show. Welcome back if you're a, a, a regular listener. I, I thank you guys for, for being my patrons of, 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 of just fans. I'll just go with fans. How about that? But if you've never been here, welcome. You're like family to me, even though you never listened before, and hopefully whatever you hear today will, will make you want to listen to, to the back catalog of 150, no, I don't expect you to go back and listen to all 150, that, that's crazy talk, okay? I don't have catchphrases, I don't have names for the fans, you know, I'm just a regular dude with a regular voice and a regular podcast, nothing crazy going on here, okay, so don't expect, like, if you don't listen... It's not like you're not going to like know what the hell's going on because it's not, we're not telling a story here. I'm reporting, opinionating, opining on, on the nerd news of the day, of the week. However you want to describe whatever we do here. It's up to you. It really is. I don't, I just like that you guys listen. How about that, right? I don't, I don't demand anything. I don't, I really just, I'm happy you guys are here. That, that's all it is. But again, thank you guys for coming to Nick's Nerd News. I am, of course, your host, Nick. As always, you know, like, share, subscribe, poke, push, pull, throw, catch. I don't know. Whatever you guys do on your preferred listening service of choice or if you're on your browser. I don't know how you do dabble things. It's online stuff. There's so many different things to do nowadays. I know the, the classics. Oh, I'm dating myself there, even though I'm only 30. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, let's get to the news, huh? Shall we? Let's let's get this started. So, as always, we start with what's going on in the video game world, shall we? Well, Microsoft has made do on their promise about uh, changing things with Xbox Live Gold, and uh, now Gold is no longer needed for party chat, for free-to-play games, for um, as I say, for looking for groups, all that stuff. So you no longer need a gold Xbox Live, excuse me, Xbox Network gold subscription to take part in those things. So they, they made do on their promise that they would change that to match PlayStation Network and everything like that, so PSN. So that's going to be happening soon. Uh, it's already rolled out to Alpha Ring members on the uh, those on the Xbox um, Insiders program. Uh, also, they released two new controller colors, Electric Volt and Daystrike Camo, which Daystrike Camo is not cool looking in any way. It looks like super athleisure wear, whereas Electric Volt, and I think actually going back to that, I think they did say that it looks like athleisure and it took inspiration. Uh, anyway, Electric Volt is actually the coolest looking one they've seen and I've seen in a long time. It's a, like a highlighter yellow color that. I don't know why, normally I don't like that color in anything, really, but for some reason, I'm digging it on a controller, that's for damn sure. And then, this is crazy, this came out of out of nowhere last week, Microsoft has been in exclusive talks with Discord about a acquisition. Now, it hasn't been made official yet or anything like that, but apparently, Discord is worth around $10 billion dollars. And Microsoft, I guess they had approached Microsoft, so it wasn't the other way around. It was Discord went to them. Um, it's possible that a deal could happen as soon as the end of this month. This was all from the Wall Street Journal that uh, and Bloomberg. 
uh, that Microsoft was in talks to purchase Discord for $10 billion, possibly more. But uh, this is the quote from then. It says, Microsoft and Discord are in exclusive talks and could complete a deal next month, assuming the negotiations don't fall apart. Um, you know, Microsoft almost bought TikTok last year with everything that was going on. But it's it's crazy to think that Microsoft might buy Discord. And, and of course, Discord has, like, taken over the party chat world and, and gaming chat world and everything like that. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. But we'll see if that actually happens or if it ever gets confirmed. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, or Tsushima, will be the next video game to get a film adaptation. Sony Pictures and... PlayStation Studios, or whatever they're called nowadays, have announced that they are going to be adapting Ghosts of Tsushima Tsushima, uh, with director Chad Stileski at the helm. Of course, he is most known for directing the John Wick films and helping with Birds of Prey and everything like that. So if anyone is suited to do a movie like that, it's probably him. Let's just hope, of course, it doesn't go down the path of most video game adaptations and and actually turns out good Um, also announced is total war rome remastered i know a lot of people are very big fans of the total war series i remember i bought total total war rome back when it first came out the original i could not i did not have a computer that could run it like ever i don't know what it was but i never had like a powerful enough system i do now so the remaster drops April 29th, so if I'm not too busy focused on getting ready for Pokemon Snap, I, I might hop into Total War Rome Remastered, as I do like uh, RTS games. I'm a big big fan of that genre. Um, also, rumors abound right now that we might be getting another World War II Call of Duty this year, and from Sledgehammer Games, of all things. Uh, Sledgehammer, of course, developed Advanced Warfare. No, was it Advanced Warfare or Infinite Warfare? Advanced Warfare. And then, of course, they went on to make Call of Duty World War II. But if I'm not mistaken, they got removed from the, the cycle. And it back it went back to a two-year rotation with just Infinity Ward and... and um, shit, who's the other one? Uh... uh I don't like their Call of Duties. Um, shit, I can't think of their name. They made Black Ops Cold War, which I just played. Uh, Treyarch, Treyarch. I'm pretty sure because I remember a couple years ago it was it was going to be Mar War. It would be Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer. But then after World War II didn't do well, I'm pretty sure there were reports everywhere that said Sledgehammer would be removed, made a support studio again, and we we're going back to the two studio rotation. Of course, nothing's been confirmed, and we're getting closer to when the new Call of Duty is usually announced and revealed, but we'll see what happens with that in the next month or so. I really don't want another... Like, everyone wanted a World War II Call of Duty, and then everyone fucking hated the World War II Call of Duty. It's like, I don't necessarily want future, but like, just... I don't know, Cold War was cool, because it was Vietnam again. Maybe make a Korean War Call of Duty, that'll be different. Anyway... Uh, I remember in January, we talked about CES, and, and Razer had uh, announced a one-off product of an RGB, you know, face mask with, like, an enhancement speaker and, and everything like that. Well, they've decided to actually turn that into a real product that will launch later this year, as I hit my microphone and make a lot of noise. So, yes, the what they called the, um, what did they call it? The Project Hazel. So it's a smart face mask. It has see-through panel. It is N95 grade, a voice amplifier, uh, rechargeable ventilation system, and that had an RGB ring on it, and a chroma lighting. Jesus. And they have said that it's going to be a reality. The CEO, uh, Min Ling Tan, said, quote, We were thinking this is a concept project, and is this going to be relevant when vaccinations and everything has been rolled out? I think moving forward, we decided, and I can tell you now, we are going to proceed in making it a reality and ship the smart mask, unquote. Uh, This was to Yahoo Finance. Um, He also said, quote, we've realized that even with vaccinations, we are hearing you still have to be masked up. 
because there's still the risk factor that even if you're vaccinated, you still need to be incredibly careful. Secondly, there are also many countries that are unlikely that are going to get the whole scale of vaccinations the next year or even two. So traveling, everyone should be very careful. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and solve the sustainable aspect of the mask, which is one of the big things for us. Project Hazel is going to be a reality. We're going to make it happen. I think we will all be, unfortunately, wearing masks for a long time to come, unquote. Now, I'm not going to go into that side of this conversation, but you bet your ass if I got to keep wearing masks, I am going to have a chroma RGB mask that I'm rocking that has a voice amplifier because you know people are going to make apps and shit for that to, to do cool shit. And now we're just living in the cyberpunk world in reality. And hopefully it's like uh, it fits larger faces because I'm a, a larger person in general. And you sure as shit know that if I have the money, I'm buying this damn thing. So expect a review of Razor's Project Hazel when it releases and if I can get my hands on one. And let's be honest, folks. Probably going to... This is probably going to be... We're going to be like Japan and Korea, right? We're going to be smart and, and be cool to our neighbors when we're normal sick. And even we don't have to wear masks like everywhere, everywhere anymore, which I hope to God I'm tired of it too. Look. Regardless how you fall on that, I'm, I'm over it too, trust me. But, like, I'm a cop that mask, no doubt. No doubt I'm going to get an RGB chroma mask. You can't stop me. <laughs> um, but, speaking of Cyberpunk, I don't know if you guys know this, but 100 days later, you still cannot get Cyberpunk 2077 digitally on a PlayStation system. Yes, that's right. They have still not put Cyberpunk 2077 back on the PlayStation Store digitally. And it's been over 100 days. And CD Projekt Red said it's up to PlayStation, so I don't know what they're doing. The, the game still sold well. And just this week, a major patch was released. Um, unfortunately, multiplayer is, is still up in the air. might have been canceled. We don't know yet. But a major patch has been released. It fixes hundreds of different bugs. Uh, the patch notes are wild. I was reading some of them, and uh, those th that has been released out into the wild this week. So make sure you are playing an updated version of your game. There's PC fixes, console fixes, everything in between, typos in the world map. It's all there. So a major bug fix has been released for Cyberpunk 2077. And uh, staying on that track for a little bit, CD Projekt Red has announced starting next year... They will start developing AAA, Cyberpunk, and Witcher games simultaneously between all their studios, as they just also recently purchased a new development studio in Canada. So Cyberpunk and The Witcher ain't going away, just hopefully the dev time in between starts to, to shorten. The organizers behind the PAX, Penny Arcade Expo, conventions have confirmed that PAX East 2021 has been cancelled. Mainly due to the fact that in-person events are still probably slim to none chances in a lot of places. Um, and with that, though, they are hopeful that a possible PAX West and PAX Unplugged might still be possible this year. Uh, fingers crossed, but no, no official confirmation on those. Um, so we'll see how conventions go. We'll talk about Comic-Con a little later in the show today. Uh, EA has announced a new golf game, EA Sports PGA Tour, is being developed for next gen. Uh, will feature all PGA courses, uh, professional golfers, and of course, though, it will not feature Tiger Woods. After last week, we spoke about how Tiger has signed an exclusivity deal with 2K Games. Was that last week? That might have been two weeks ago. Uh, so do not expect Tiger Woods to be in the new EA Sports uh, that was last week. Uh, do not expect him to be in the new EA Sports PGA Tour when it releases, I'm sure, next time in the next two years. Uh, moving on here, uh, PlayStation has announced that the PS stores, the PS Online stores for PS3, PSP, and PS Vita will all shut down this year. So if you are still rocking any one of those systems and are buying games digitally, well, you, you better start doing it a lot more because your chances to do so are going to end pretty soon. The digital storefronts for PS3 and PSP will shut down on July 2nd, while the Vita 
online store will shut down August 27th. So you do have a couple of months. But just be aware, after those dates, you will not be able to buy games digitally on those platforms. So, that's happening. Anyway, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a new update to Warzone this week. And finally, the file size is shrinking. Because it was starting to balloon up to where you couldn't even fit it on an old PS4 hard drive. Like, it it was getting out of control, the size of... Jesus. Like, if you wanted both... Uh, Modern Warfare and Black Ops Cold War, like, you wouldn't be able to fit them both on a hard drive because it was huge. And a new update will reduce the size of of both Modern Warfare and Warzone. Uh, So it started yesterday. Um, When you get the Season 2 reloaded, it said, quote, data optimization and streamlining content packs needed for individual game modes, unquote. Uh, They also went on to say, quote, this will come after a larger-than-usual one-time update for Season 2 reloaded which will include these optimizations and is necessary in order to reduce the overall footprint. Future patch sizes for Modern Warfare and Warzone are expected to be smaller than the ones set to release on March 30th at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, unquote. But we'll see what that turns into. So it says, uh, Warzone will be reduced anywhere from 10.9 to 14.2 gigabytes. That's a lot. And Modern Warfare will be reduced between 30.6 and 33.6 gigabytes. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's half a game, pretty much. Um, You'll have to reinstall some of those if you want to play some of those modes, which are going to get cut. Obviously, you can do that at at your leisure. And, I don't know. The game launched at 60 and turned into over 200 gigs. That's insane. In fucking sane that uh, that it would turn into that. So be happy that it's going to be reduced by a bit finally. Um, those of you hoping for a Ninja Gaiden Black remaster or a Ninja Gaiden One and Two remaster, well, I have unfortunate news because the source code for the first two games has been lost. So unfortunately. A remaster is impossible at this point of, of either game. As without a source code, they can't really do much. This has been happening a lot. Like, how do you lose a source code? I Scratch that. I know how you lose a source code. It's on a computer that gets wiped. And computers. <laughs> computers. That's, just, that's all, all you gotta say. Um, we also know what the Games with Gold and PSN Plus games are for this month. Uh, for April, I should say, upcoming tomorrow. So on Xbox Live's Games with Gold, uh, starting April 1st, you can get Vikings, Wolves of Midgar, that is an Xbox One and Xbox Series game. Truck Racing Championships, again, that is an Xbox One and Series game. That's going to be available the 16th through the 15th. Uh, and the two backwards compatible games are Dark Void, the 1st through the 15th, and Hard Corps, Hardcore, it literally spelled like... C-O-R-P-S, like a Marine Corps uprising, the 16th through the 30th. Uh, over on PSN Plus, you can get Oddworld Soulstorm on PS5 only, uh, starting April 1st, as well as Days Gone, the, the exclusive zombie game that came out last year, and Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Don't forget all the other games they're offering for free this month as well, as just in general to all PlayStation users, as part of their Play at Home initiative. So be on the lookout for that, for those games, starting next month on both platforms. Um, And then in what is, I'm considering the strangest peripheral announcement ever, Bang & Olufsen, who is a high-quality headphone maker, well, they've announced a new Xbox-focused set of headsets that are, they come in three different colors, and they will retail for $4.99. Yeah, that's right. They're selling headsets. Granted, it's Bang & Olufsen, so their price is somewhat justified. I would never pay that much. Their headsets will cost $500, the same price it costs for a Series X, which is hilarious because Xbox just announced their $100 headsets too. So it's a counterbalance. But yes, Bang & Olufsen, the last people I'd ever expect to make headsets for a gaming console have announced $500 headsets for your Xbox if you got the money to burn and are an audiophile, because that's 
mostly who Bang & Olufsen cater to. Uh, Oculus has also announced that the Oculus Quest 2 has outsold all previous Oculus devices combined. That's including the Rift, the Rift S, the Go, and the Quest. The first Quest, I should say. So uh, the uh, even their, their head of VR gaming at Facebook said that, that VR gaming is essentially entering the mainstream now. It's not just early adopters as more and more people pick up the Oculus Quest Go. Or sorry, the Oculus Quest 2. I don't know where I got Go from. Just have Pokemon Go on the mind. Um, also announced the Elder Scrolls Online will be coming to Series X and PS5 in June. So if you've been waiting to start playing that on your new consoles or you've been waiting for that announcement for your new consoles, you don't have to wait much longer as it's coming in June. And our final story in the gaming world tonight is again about the Analog Pocket, which we've been talking quite a bit about recently. Well, unfortunately, uh, those of you expecting it to release, expected to drop in May, unfortunately, as it has been delayed till October, uh, mostly due to parts shortages, which has affected just about everything. Off <coughs> PS5, Xbox, what? Sorry. Uh, and also, the Suez Canal blockage. Well, it looks like uh, it's been delayed to October, and the Suez Canal thing has part of it to do. Uh, they said it's mostly due to shortage of electronic components, as with pretty much everything, uh, mainly due to COVID-19. And the other problem is had to do with logistical issues, quote. Uh, they said <laughs> the Ever Given, which is the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal, for a week, um, over 370 ships couldn't pass. They all had to go around the Cape of uh, Cape of Good Hope in Africa, and oh, Josh, that just that caused so many delays in everything. And unfortunately, that is what caused it to uh, part of that, and and uh, of course the delays in in supplies have unfortunately caused it to not ship until October of this year. So unfortunately it will not hit its May release deadline, um, but it will still launch in October, just unfortunately later than expected. So, how about this? Let's move on to TV. What's going on in TV world, huh? Shall we? Shall we talk about TV world? There's a lot going on in TV world. Well, for starters, how about this? George R. R. Martin has signed a five-year deal. A five-year deal with HBO. No word yet on if that's on just Game of Thrones or other properties that the author has written. Um, but mainly it's to solidify their their hold on on whatever might come from the Lord of the Lord of the Rings from the Game of Thrones universe as they seek to expand their uh, offerings of things based on the land of Westeros and the story of Ice and Fire. Uh, also. Netflix has revealed their Anime Japan lineup, so you guys can see this online. Netflix is hoping to premiere at least 40, yes, 40, 40 different anime series are expected to drop onto the streaming platform in 2021. So keep an eye out if you guys are big anime fans. Um, speaking of anime, Attack on Titan has announced that the final season, the part two of the final season, will be airing in winter 2022. So what that means is expect it in January or February of next year. Uh, moving on to uh, some Marvel and Star Wars shows. John Hamm has been cast in MODOK, the Hulu uh, stop-motion show based on the Marvel villain. John Hamm will be playing Iron Man, Tony Stark, in the show. Of course, this is a more adult-oriented show, more in the vein of Robot Chicken, so, of course, it's not going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, also, we got an announcement for the Obi-Wan show. So, we have an official cast list. Uh, they are going to start filming this month in April. And announced are... So, we already know Ewan McGregor is returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. Uh, also joining the cast... Uh, in un unannounced roles are Moses Ingram, Indira Varma, who we know was announced a couple weeks ago, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., so uh, Ice Cube's son, 
Sung Kang of, of the Fast and the Furious franchise, Simone Kessel, Benny Safdie, Kamal Nanjiani, yes, Kamal Nanjiani, who is one of the funniest people around. He was on Silicon Valley. Uh, he's going to be in Marvel's Eternals re- releasing later this year. And now he's going to be in Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then also two new stars, not new, I should say, but returning stars that are very unexpected, but somewhat expected as well. Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Pisa, Pisa, I don't know how to say her last name, are returning to play Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, which uh, the roles they originated in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. So they've been playing those roles a long time now as well. Now, some things I've been seeing floating around on the internet. Some For some reason, people thought Ahmad Best would be returning as Jar Jar in the Obi-Wan show. In what way, shape, or form, and in what on what God's green earth made anyone think that, that Jar Jar Binks would be in this show? I'm being serious. Who the fuck thought that Jar Jar Binks would legitimately be in this show? Disney has walked a tightrope when it comes to the prequels, right? On one hand, they they bring stuff from them and support them. On the other, they want to keep it as far fuck away as possible. But in in what what universe would Jar Jar Binks be returning in the Obi Wan show? Of all fucking places, would it be the Obi Wan show? It wouldn't. In no way are they going to Naboo in the Obi Wan show. I just do not see that fucking happening. It's probably going to focus on Tatooine, some other stuff in space, if if they're bringing in, you know, Hayden Christensen and Darth Vader. But, like, I don't think Obi-Wan was, like, gallivanting ar- across the galaxy. And I don't see a fucking amphibian like Jar Jar going to a desert planet to live. I just don't. And if we if we go off of what new, what new canon is... And it's, it's heavily implied that it's Jar Jar, but he turned into a clown on Naboo. Okay, I, I do just do not think that Jar Jar Binks would ever show up in, in Obi-Wan. People that thought he might are stupid. And they're believing asinine things online. I just... This is the cast. Jar Jar's not returning. I can't fucking wait, because it's going to be a badass show. And with that, <laughs> we also got the trailer, a new trailer for The Bad Batch, which will premiere on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, with a 70-minute premiere. Uh, and it will be followed up a few days later with the second episode, so they're going to be doing a weekly release for that show as well. Um, so it'll premiere Tuesday, May 4th, and then the uh, second episode will be May 7th, and then it will premiere weekly from there. Um, and the new trailer is great. Uh, it features Fennec Shan, so uh, Ming-Na Wen is returning to, to voice her character that premiered in The Mandalorian. Uh, looks like Captain Rex will be returning to the franchise in, in some way as well. And it looks like the Bad Batch just quit the Empire, because the Empire was just going to get rid of them because they were rebellious. But it looks like this will explain the situation and how they're um, going to be involved and how they're not part of Order 66 and all that moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see how this season plays out as uh, as we get closer and closer to May 4th. I'm sure more and more things will be released as we go forward. Um, also this week we got a new trailer for Rick and Morty for Season 5. Season 5 of Rick and Morty will drop on June 20th. And uh, no word yet on how many episodes, but... Now the wait is uh, not as long as we all thought it might be. June 20th, Season 5, Rick and Morty drops on Adult Swim. Um, Also, gearing up for its 150th episode, The Flash, uh, they have cast Bart Allen. Yes, Bart Allen, or Impulse, a a future speedster, will be joining the show to help Team Flash battle a a new enemy uh, for its special 150th episode later this season. Um... Always time travel stuff. Always time travel stuff. Uh, we also got a new casting announcement for the Powerpuff Girls live action show on the CW. Of course, two weeks ago we found out who our Powerpuff Girls would be. 
in the form of Dove Cameron, um, oh, Chloe. Why can't I think of her name? I can't think of her name. I can't think of everyone's name. But anyway, Donald Faison is being it has been cast as uh, Professor Utonium in the live action version of the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, Chloe Bennett and Yana Peralt. Sorry, so that's Dove Cameron, Chloe Bennett, and Yana Peralt. Uh, and now Donald Faison will be joining them as Professor Utonium. That would be fun. I like Donald Faison. If they find a way to bring Zach Braff in, it's just going to be great. Uh, and then we also got final confirmation on when the final episodes of Lucifer will premiere on Netflix. Those are coming on May 28th. The last 10 episodes of Lucifer will drop on the platform. And then that's our final bit of TV news here. But before we go on to movie news, I do want to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, uh, second episode dropped on Friday, and we finally got to find out more about our new Captain America, which, very interesting, and we finally got our team up between Bucky and, and, and Falcon, uh, and, um, wow, what's his name? Not, I know Anthony Mackie is the actor, but Sam, Sam, so Bucky and Sam finally teaming up. Their, their camaraderie, their chemistry is fucking perfect in that show. But, as we can see, the government has been spying on Sam and had, had been hacking uh, Red Wing. And we, finally, and we actually got the big huge fight that was teased in all the trailers, like on top of those moving trucks. That was here in the second episode. So if they're using that for the trailers, that means there's some big shit that's going to be happening in this show moving forward. So... Uh, we got the big fight. Uh, uh, then, of course, new Cap and his new sidekick Battlestar drop in. The tension between Sam and Bucky and this new Captain America, chef's kiss. I'm telling you, the, the, that alone is going to be some comedy gold, action gold. The tension between them rising as it looks more and more like they're going to be maybe not going against the government, but definitely not on board with this new Captain America. Then Bucky goes on to show Sam the truth about some super soldier programs in history because their new Flag Smasher enemies all seem to be super soldiers. And it looks like there was another Captain America after Cap. And his name is Isaiah Bradley. He's actually, a this is based in the comics. Um, and he's played by, um, oh God, what's his name? I'm terrible with names today. Lumley. Uh, that's his last name. He's the he's an actor. He's a famous actor. He, uh, Carl Lumley. He actually played Martian Manhunter on the Justice League cartoon. Um, he's playing a former super soldier that that Bucky fought during the Vietnam War, um, who was the Black Captain America. So it'll be interesting to see where that story moves forward. And then, of course, there's also very important things about race in this episode. And it, of course, that's going to come up with Sam. He's a superhero, black superhero, finding out about a Black Captain America who's been essentially erased from history, interesting interactions with the cops. It's all very poignant, especially after last week's episode when it came down to, like, finances and Sam, you know, getting denied a loan despite being an Avenger and despite being, you know, disappeared from reality for five years. So I, I like that they're tackling more complex issues in this show than they did in WandaVision. Um, granted, that was set up more as a comedy more than anything. And this is more an action show than, and yes, there's comedy in it, but that's just how the MCU works. But I am very excited to see where Falcon and Winter Soldier goes. I, I do hope this is a show that does get a second season. I know there's no guarantee. I, I hope it plays into some new Avengers movie down the line, though, because it, it, it is raising very interesting questions and, and it will be fun to see how those story beats play off in a film later on but overall this is a much better episode than the first one i'm happy to see them getting right to the point not dicking around too much on getting sam and bucky together and going after the flag smashers and things like this and then even the stuff with the new cap but it looks like they're fixing to possibly steal the shield back after sam was essentially just like, they spat in his face after he turned in the shield, even though Cap wanted him to be 
the next uh, Captain America. But we'll see how episode three goes this week as they're going to get Zemo and how that will play into the larger universe as a whole. Uh, that's it for TV. Let's talk about what's going on in movie land in Hollywood, in Hollywood. Uh, of course, last week we talked about Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, if you want, you can now watch it in black and white, as it has been added in black and white to HBO Max this week. Um, with that, of course, the Restore the Snyderverse hashtag has been trending, and it's already hit over a million tweets. Joe Manganiello has thrown his hat into the ring. Of course, he would love to keep playing Deathstroke. Big, big nerd in Joe Manganiello. And, of course, other actors as well have, have jumped in. A lot of people have loved the, the restored version that Zack Snyder wanted to give. Of course, a lot of movies have kind of changed their, their tone and direction a bit since whatever that was. Um, you know, Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman, of course. But... I'm sure that doesn't mean things can't be reworked in a way to fit both ways in the future. Um, of course, people are worried Henry Cavill is leaving Superman. As There's a new rumor on that front every fucking day, it seems like. But, you know, The Rock, if he has anything to say about it, he wants to keep Henry Cavill. Now there's a new rumor saying The Rock has, has more creative control than, than the executives at DC because AT&T might side with him and bully them around but speaking of the rock in dc he took over times square and announced that black adam will release on july 29th 2022 2022 is stacking up to be a major year for dc comics films we have the batman so yeah the batman comes out march 24th or march 4th 2022 Black Adam comes out July 29th, 2022. The Flash drops in November 2022. And Aquaman 2 is still slated for December 16th, 2022. We're getting four DC films next year. We're going from like barely any to four. To four. Crazy. That's crazy. And then, of course, we got a new trailer for the Suicide Squad, which comes out later this year. So James Gunn's version. Uh, it's not really a sequel. It's not fully a reboot. But oh my god, this movie looks great. We got It's a Red Band trailer, so the film will be rated R. And we get to see the different uh, villains, in a way, interacting. And we get to see them all in their glory. King Shark, while has a very big dad bod and is wearing shorts, uh, at the same time he like rips his... <laughs> A dude in half in the trailer. Uh, and we finally find out who's voicing King Shark. And it's none other than Sylvester Stallone. And there's a funny scene in him. Uh, they're like watching this building come crumbling down around them. And, and he's like gnawing on a human skull. It's great. I, I, I'm I more excited for King Shark than, than anything else. Uh, of course Harley Quinn's going to be great in it as well. Um, also in the trailer, Starro. The famous DC villain Starro, in all his giant space starfish glory, will be showing up in the film. So I I am very, very excited to see where that goes. Can you believe it? We've gotten Starro and Thanos in the same year. Two major DC power players, and they're both going to be on film in the same year. Like, did anyone ever think of Darkseid or Starro? Starro, of all villains, coming and I, I, I'm so happy they let James Gunn just like do whatever he wanted with this film because obviously, the don't get me wrong, I'm sure whatever the air version is, the air cut that people want released is is probably better than what was released in theaters. It might just be really dark because that's just how David Ayer works. I mean, don't get me wrong, David Ayer is a good director. I like a lot of David Ayer films. I just, I don't know tonally if it will fit with where the DC is going. Granted, we don't know. Maybe the, the Snyderverse will be restored. Who knows? We'll see. But Starro, folks. Starro. Ooh. Starro. Starro. He's a mind-controlling starfish from space. Um, 
Very excited to see that. Very, very excited to see that. And I, I like how they're they're playing up the characters so far for the Suicide Squad. And I can't wait to see what they do with King Shark, who is... <laughs> he's playing somewhat of a dummy. And then Idris Elba looks like he's going to just have a blast with his character Bloodsport. So definitely check out the trailer if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I think we're moving on from DC movies there. Yes, so we are. Um, we're also getting a new standalone Transformers movie. So when I say standalone, I mean 100% standalone. It will not be connected to the Bay films. It will not be connected to the Bumblebee movie, which is kind of connected to the Bay films. This will be a truly standalone film, and it will be directed by Angel Manuel Soto, uh, who we just talked about a few weeks ago, as he will be directing the Blue Beetle film for DC. Uh, no word on story or focus or anything like that. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, moving over from Marvel for a second here. Russell Crowe has joined Thor Love and Thunder in an undisclosed cameo role, being described as a fun cameo. Whatever a fun cameo means. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. If it's anything, if it ties into like Matt Damon and Sam Neill returning as like Odin and, and Loki, then <laughs> I'm all for it. And then also, so Venom has been delayed a week till September 24th uh, from September 17th. And The New Mutants will premiere uh, not on Disney Plus or Hulu first, but HBO Max first because of a standing deal that Fox had with HBO. So expect to be able to watch The, the New Mutants on HBO Max and HBO in the next few months. So, all right, yes. Um, Adam Wingard, whose film Godzilla vs. Kong, drop, which dropped today, uh, has announced his next new film. So, Adam Wingard will be directing a Thundercats movie. That will be his next film. Uh, now that Godzilla vs. Kong is out and everything like that, he is going to set his sights on Thundercats and Thunder, 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 Thundercats. We'll see. Snarf. We'll see how that turns out. Um, also, many of you are excited to watch the Mortal Kombat movie, which was supposed to drop on the 16th of April. Well, unfortunately, combat is being delayed a week to April 23rd. So, yes, the upcoming film and adaptation of Mortal Kombat, which was supposed to release in two weeks, uh, about a week and a half, two and a half weeks, has been pushed a full week till April 23rd. So just be aware you won't be able to go on the 16th as it's being advertised. It's rare to see a movie delayed like this close to release. Um, granted, as movie, or movie theaters open, they probably needed more time. Um, Netflix has announced that they have bought the rights to the Knives Out sequels for $450 million. So those are the sequels to Knives Out, the film written and directed by Ryan Johnson, starring Daniel Craig as, as the Southern Gentleman investigator. Um... Which is interesting that they announced this, the timing on this, as news is coming that Comcast and NBC Universal have been mulling over the idea of pulling their content, their films, from Netflix and HBO Max, um, despite having a previous deal, uh, in order to boost viewers on Peacock. So, of course, you know, HBO Max and Disney Plus have been upping their content to keep subscribers. Um, granted this could mean that maybe, you know, fast nine or other fast movies, instead of going to HBO first, which they normally would, if you were watching HBO on TV, they might go to Peacock. Um, no word yet on if this is going to happen. Um, cause you know, a lot of franchising or licensing deals are somewhat lucrative as well. So as the streaming wars heat up is cause essentially that's where we are right now as more and more people enter the fray it might be possible that you might not be able to watch certain movies on those platforms, but you'll have to go to those dedicated platforms belonging to those companies. But we'll see what happens, how, how this all goes, because streaming, streaming is changing, especially after the year we had in, in 2020. And then today we actually got some news um, that was just announced. So the, the Batman, the long Halloween is a very famous story arc. 
um, based around the Joker and, and everything like that. Uh, and it, it is getting a, a, a film adaptation. And they have announced the cast. So, uh, per The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Jensen Ackles, known from Supernatural, will be voicing Batman. Uh, Troy Baker will be voicing the Joker. Uh, Naya Rivera, who unfortunately passed last year, famous for Glee, will be voicing Catwoman. Um, I guess she did complete the, 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 the voice work last year before she passed. Uh, Josh Dumel will be voicing Harvey Dent, Two-Face. Billy Burke will voice James Gordon. Uh, Titus Welliver will voice Carmine Falcone. Uh, David Dest- Destmalkian, who's in just like, he's in the DCU, he's in the DC Arrowverse, he's in the MCU. <laughs> he's on. He was on Gotham. Uh, he will be voicing Calendar Man, who's, this is probably one of the best castings I've ever seen. Um, and, of course, a lot of other people have been cast in different roles as well. So keep that on the, uh, keep, keep on on the lookout for that. That is supposed to drop later this year. Um, it will be a two-part film and... Uh, as they they do a new s- slate of DC animated films, so it's diff- it's separate from the old DCAU. It's separate from the continuity that they just wrapped up with, like Justice League Apocalypse War. We'll see how things are moving forward. And then in our last bit of of movie news, this this is the the strangest news I've heard all year. The Foo Fighters have filmed a horror film. Yeah, the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. <laughs> And, yeah, <laughs> I don't even, like, what? So, per Bloody Disgusting, which is a horror film, you know, website, uh, they reporting that Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters have wrapped a horror film from director B.J. McDonald, and it's apparently has a bunch of old all-star cameos, and apparently it's about the band becoming demonically possessed while recording their most recent album. That sounds hilarious. I don't I don't know what to make of that, but that that's definitely definitely something I want to check out. But uh that's it for movie news. Um there are two more stories I do want to talk about before we wrap up today. Uh the first is that Marvel Comics has changed their distributor for their comics comic books. Um, of course, DC cut ties with Diamond, who had who had done both. Diamond was the biggest, not biggest, but Diamond had essentially been the uh, publisher and distributor for Marvel and DC for decades. Well, Marvel has announced that they are leaving Diamond and are going to go with Peng- Penguin Random House. Uh, it's a new multi-year partnership. Uh, this will start October 1st, and they will begin distributing Marvel's monthly comics and graphic novels. Um, Hatchet Book Group will continue to do their bookstore market. Uh, so, quote, Marvel's entire history is built on telling great stories, and as we've seen for decades, those stories go hand-in-hand with equipping the comic shops who share them. Marvel and Penguin Random House stand by that vision, and we are excited to build and expand those opportunities for our talent, retailers, and fans, uh, said Marvel Entertainment President. Uh, also said, quote, comics are the core of Marvel Universe, and we are confident this new partnership will continue to grow and evolve this resilient industry. We look forward to advancing our capabilities with PRHPS to serve our fans in the direct market. We thank Diamond for their many years of support and partnership as we continue our relationship with them in other areas, unquote. This is huge. Uh, this is huge. Diamond um, had a near monopoly on the market. And it's very interesting to see. So DC cut ties with Diamond completely. Um, I guess Marvel's going to give store owners the option for quite a while. Um, they're more of a wholesaler than a distributor now, though, per, for, per this deal. But it'll be interesting to see how this will... So Marvel's been with them since 1997. DC was with them for a long time as well. Of course, Diamond... I wonder how that's going to affect their business if they're going to be around. Diamond does still do other other comic books, not just the big two anymore. So, And in other very interesting comic news, and granted it doesn't really affect comics just anymore, but San Diego Comic-Con has announced that they will have an in-person convention 
November uh, 26th through 28th. Yes, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, they have announced a smaller in-person event. No word yet on if this will be permanent. We don't, it, it, they're just, it's tentative right now. So there's no guarantee this will actually happen, but it will be called Comic-Con Special Edition. And, uh, it will be the first Comic-Con since 2019, but, uh, they said, quote, all, uh, let me see, conditions will permit larger public gatherings, unquote. And as, as, as the year progresses, and they said, quote, all the great elements that make Comic-Con such a popular event each year generate much needed revenue, not only for the organization, but also for local businesses and the community, unquote. They also said, quote, while we have been able to pivot from in-person gatherings to limited online events, the loss of revenue has had an acute impact on the organization as it has with many small businesses necessitating reduced work schedules and reduction in pay for employees, among other issues. Hopefully this event will shore up our financial reserves and mark a slow return to a larger in-person gatherings in 2022. Um, no word yet on capacity, um, cost, or anything like that. Granted, we don't know if it will happen. Um, I'm sure this will mostly end up being locals or people who can make the trip. Uh, out here to San Diego for that. And of course, if you're lucky enough to get a badge. Um, again, I don't know if this is even going to happen because right now the convention center is being used to house um, migrant children from the border. And of course, it had been used for as a homeless shelter uh, up until very recently due to the ongoing pandemic. So we'll see how, how things pan out. Again, they don't know if this will actually happen. They're hoping as things progress and proceed... Uh, throughout 2021 that they they might be able to hold these events this event in person later this year Uh, but be on the lookout if you haven't been to comic-con before this this might be a chance as it might really only be locals only uh, for the first time in a very long time but uh, that's it for nixner news thank you guys for listening this week um a lot of crazy things going on in the nerd world for sure and i'm sure more things will change tomorrow is april fool's Okay, so keep your eye out for for things. Do not fall for some of these pranks. Kotaku already fell for a fake Halo Infinite delay. And it wasn't even from like a verified account. It had a name of someone who hasn't worked at 343 in months. Like, come on, people. Don't don't fall for these ridiculous April Fool's pranks. That is tomorrow. So, And we'll be talking about all the fun ones next week. Uh, But again, I'm your host, Nick. This has been Nick's Nerd News. As always, check out nixnerdnews.com where you can find links to all of our channels on, be it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us right in the browser. Uh, we're on Verbal. I think we'll be on Amazon soon. Um, also, while you're there, make sure to check out uh, our social media tab where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Um, that way, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages, excuse me. That way, uh, you guys can see all the funny memes we post, keep an eye out on when new episodes drop, and things like that. Otherwise, I will catch you guys on the flip side.